0: Thank <music> you.
1: God
0: my Savior God's my
1: healer God's my deliverer Yes He is Yes He is Every praise Every praise is to our God Every word of worship With one accord Every praise Every praise
0: Is to our God
1: Oh, every praise, every praise is to our God. Every word of worship is one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Oh, sing hallelujah, hallelujah hallelujah to our God. Glory, hallelujah is to our God. Every praise. Every praise is to our God. Oh, sing hallelujah. sing hallelujah. Hallelujah to our God. Glory, hallelujah, is to our God. Every praise, every praise is, is to our, our God. God. Oh, he's my Savior. God, my Savior. God, my God's my deliverer, yes, he is, yes, he is. God's my savior, God's my healer, God's my deliverer, yes, he is,
2: yes, he is. Oh,
1: yes, he is. No one like the Lord.
2: Around me? How's that? Uh, nothing like when you feel the presence of the Lord. When He quickens your mortal body. How many of you does He quicken? Surely more than just me. You feel, do you feel God quicken you? Quicken? Amen. You can feel Him move on your body. That's what heals you. Reading in the Bible, and it talks about the apostles when they would pray to God, they would ask Him to stretch forth His hand for healing. They would pray that way. They say, Lord, they talk to Him in the morning before they ever started doing anything. And they say, Please, today, reach out your hands, heal people. We want to see miracles, we want to see wonders, signs. And they always ask Him, say, Stretch forth your hands. And it always said, even though all them guys split up, there was 12 of them. Two went one city, two went to another city. And they all went to the cities that they came from. And it always says in the scriptures that his spirit went with them. Even though he was walking around as a man, his spirit went with the groups of the disciples. and 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 he did the miracles and the signs and the wonders. The apostles didn't. They did. Jesus always walked with them. I'll go ahead. I'll talk. You know me. Amen. I'll let him surround you tonight. You're going to need him. This world is not getting any better.
1: Let your presence feel. Let your presence feel. This.
3: To live? Do you live to worship? Is it it's the most important thing? And we're gonna talk about that tonight. Gratitude of worshiping, of praising him. So just close your eyes tonight. Just focus in on him. Let him see, just like that cup, the closer we get to him, then that's when he can fill us up. So just kind of close your eyes and try to picture his face. And just tell him. Sometimes it's just nice to get with the one that you love and say, I adore you. I really, I adore you. So we're going to say that to Jesus tonight. To worship you, I live. I can't live without a worship being on my mouth. Without a worship being on my my lips. Hallelujah, we worship you, Jesus, tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: Whoa.
3: Is we may be small in number, and we always say that on Wednesday night. We come in, we're tired, but you know what? We're free to worship. Who else has had a hard day? I've had a hard day, sad day. He does. And you know what? If you can just get to the house, of the Lord, He gives you strength, and He gives us strength to worship Him. Hallelujah. So just be free in the Spirit tonight. Hallelujah.
0: i
1: free indeed who your name I'm free,
0: free.
1: Hallelujah. I'm free. Thank you, Jesus.
2: Hallelujah Amen Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah David would you pass out the envelopes tonight? You walk alright? Do 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 I think about the the 10, ten lepers and uh, Jesus healed them. And uh, I look at the church that way. I look at what he's done for everybody. I mean, we filled up all these pews all the way to the front to the back, three nights, four nights a week. And uh, when God forgives you a bunch, you hang in there and you praise him a bunch. But if he hadn't done much for you, pretty soon you forget and you go on your merry little way. And uh, even though lepers back then, when you, when your skin started falling off and you started turning white and your nose fell off, and, and you had to live outside the camp. Now, Israel was a big city. It was big. It was like Indianapolis. It was a great big city. Hundreds of thousands of Israelites. And they would put you all the way out of the city. You couldn't even come in. And. Uh, he healed 10 of those guys so they could go back to their families they could go back to their life but only one of them turned around and came back and laid at his feet and started worshiping him i heard a preacher yesterday on the radio and he goes well i'm not sure about jesus i don't think they worshiped him and then they worshiped him the leper came back he worshiped him time and time again they would come to jesus and they would worship him and uh it's just remarkable uh, it's just strange how the church is falling away, it really is so many of them on Facebook and stuff say oh we're gaining and we're gaining and we're getting more and more and more no, the church has slumbered it's falling asleep it's forgetting what God did for them and uh, you know I'm glad you're all here I really am but it was just me and Peggy here I would still stand here by myself and worship. It wouldn't make any difference. I do it at home. I do it in the morning when I wake up. I do it in noontime. So I do it. That's how I fall asleep at night. I'll lay there and talk to him and I'll worship him. And uh, that's the way I go to sleep. So Please hang in there. It's not going to be long. It really isn't. He's at the door knocking and people are forgetting to open the door. Amen. Let's all please stand. We give to God tonight. Amen. Peggy, would you bless the offering?
3: Jesus, we thank you so much for this evening. We thank you that you put on our hearts what you want to hear, what you know is needed. I love you with all my heart. I thank you for each and every person that's here tonight. Jesus, bless them abundantly but help us to never forget to praise you in Jesus holy name bless this offering we love you and we praise your name Okay, this is, uh, is in Luke 17, and as he said, the lepers, the ten lepers came, and, and Jesus healed them. He said, go show yourselves up to the priests, and as they went, they were cleansed. They were cleansed. They didn't any longer have leprosy, but they still might have had fingers that had fallen off and weren't there. They still might have had other, they still might not have had a nose. They might not have had ears.
0: But the one, that came,
3: the one that came back, he says, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. I think we missed that. He got back his nose and his ears and his fingers or whatever the leprosy had eaten off. He was whole.
2: want to play one more before we put the speaker on the floor
1: Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. All oh, let the songs, let the songs of the Lord rise. Among us let the songs of the Lord rise among us let the joy of our king rise among us let it rise
2: She preaches to us tonight. and Amen. teaches us. Either way.
1: Can I get you need Can I have the podium? The,
3: Well, you may think that I want to stand up here and teach what I had on my heart. It is not. This is what God wants because it has been proven over and over and over. I'm just going to show you real quick where I am at, what I had on my mind tonight, well, what God, an attitude of gratitude, and I'm going to be teaching out of Luke 17. Is that God? God absolutely wants us to remember because everyone that's in this room right here is blessed. So he's wanting us to remember to come back and give him praise. Um, so it's just been confirmed. Bill talked about it. I was up there as, as, he's going through the scripture of the 10 lepers. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm going to teach on. Then Cammie Luke 17, and then Cammie stood up. Well, let me read Luke 17. It's confirmation. That's what God wants. We've got to have an attitude of gratitude. And this morning when Nathan called me and he said, I'm not going to be able to be there tonight. Can you teach tonight? And I said, Sure. And so I was getting ready, and I, I always want, God, what do you want? You know, lead us, guide us, because we come here hungry. If you don't come here hungry for the Word, then you're just here. We've got to come hungry for the Word. Every time we open up the Bible, we need to be hungry, and God will show us something. So I was in getting ready, and had my iPod, and, you know, on the dock, and I've got Pandora playing, and um, Hezekiah Walker started playing And, you know, it was just kind of background music, because you're getting ready. I wasn't in the mood or in the mode of worship and prayer. I was just constantly, you know, lay on my heart what you want. And I don't know about you, but a lot of songs, if they get in that repetition where they say the same sentence over and over and over and over and over, it drives me crazy. I'm like, "Ah, next song. (laughs) I'm done. And this one, I couldn't get to it in time. And it started, and I didn't even realize that it was doing it. And I turned around, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I start walking over to it. And what was playing was Hezekiah Walker, grateful. And as I walk over to it, God just said, that's what you're teaching on, about being grateful. And I'm preaching to the choir when I say that, because God has blessed me. God has blessed each and every one of you. We, we live a blessed life. Yes. We live an abundantly blessed life. And, and you know in in things that happen in your life i started because our house is still not done so it still is just like we still really can't have people over it's still just crazy and you can't look at things that still need to be done in your life you have to look at things and start going through and looking at the things that are done that have been a blessing in your life that god has blessed you with that has that you've conquered in your life because if we constantly look at all the things that need to be done over here we've missed a huge part of what god's done in our lives and so we're going to be talking about luke 17. so if you want we're also going to go into romans 1 and 21 but we're going to start with luke 17. um and here's just a little thing some people don't know how to pray They really don't know how to pray. And if you don't know how to pray, then that needs to be your very first prayer. Before you pray for wealth, before you pray for finances, before you pray for your husband, before you pray for your spouse, home, whatever, your first prayer needs to be, teach me to pray. And everyone in here, we are blessed because we know how to pray. And we pray out loud. And... I don't mind that. Sometimes it, when you're in a group of people that don't normally pray out loud, do you feel a little uncomfortable? I feel more uncomfortable in that scenario than when people come in and we're all praying together. To me, that's comforting, you know, because then I get lost in it and I don't feel like anybody's listening to me. Because a lot of times when you stand in a circle and everybody says their own individual prayer as you're going around, sometimes I... Oh, am I saying the right thing, and I get wordy? And, and I think sometimes we get a little about my prayer, you know, how it sounds, to where when we're just here, it doesn't matter because it's God hearing us, and it's all just these voices coming together. But here's just a, a little saying. Um, there was two men in a, in a field. I'm going take a drink real quick. <coughs> Excuse me Two young boys. And they were walking in a field, and this bull started chasing them. And the one boy said, oh, my gosh, it's after us. And the other one looked at him and said, we need to pray or something. And the other one said, I don't know. Why do we pray? I don't know how to pray. He said, just start praying. He said, the only prayer I know is what my dad prayed, and it was, oh, Lord, for what we are about to receive, make us truly thankful. So in everything that we do, we should be truly thankful. But we should learn more prayers than just what your daddy said at dinner. But if you had a daddy or a mama that prayed over your dinner, over your meal, that's your first thankful. That's a thankful. So many kids don't get that anymore. They have no idea. And, you know, we, in this building, we've had a lot of kids, a lot of families that have come and gone. And, and I know we deal with kids in children's church, and I know sometimes it's hard in the sanctuary when we have kids running about and all of that. And we were talking about that this week because sometimes that's their connection to stability, to learning to behave. And if we have something going on in children's church and they just don't want to be down in children's church or they've been bad down in children's church and they've been sent up here, then they need to sit by their parent. Um, it, because if we give them something else fun to do then we're not teaching them anything it's kind of a reward so if we can all help with that still love them up but they need to sit by their parents if we've offered children's church or something like that because we've done our part but there's so many kids that have no spirituality in their life and it has been very shocking working in the school systems and seeing that and seeing the hurt and the heartache and vicki i will tell you this we prayed for a a young boy several months ago that was just absolutely horrifying. And we started praying for him and that little boy is doing so much better. And I told Vicky I called her and I said, Oh my goodness. But this is the thing I because now there's another young man and I'll if you want to really lay him on your heart, I'll tell you after his name because it's I mean, we've had the police called in day after day. I mean, he's very abusive very, very abusive. Today was a horrible day. Um, But in class, the one little boy that we prayed for before turned around and he said, can you please not do that because it's really hurting my ears and you need to settle down. And we're we're like, well, my, my. (laughs) He's become the teacher. But you know what? That's prayer because sometimes they don't get that. And it's really opened my eyes to how blessed We are. Our children that come here that get Children's Church, that get the Sunday school teachers, that reach out to them, they are blessed. So we are going to talk about Luke 17 and 11. So if you want to turn there. Because we want to have an attitude of gratitude. We want to be thankful in all that we do If you turn to Luke 17 and 11, it starts off talking about the 10 lepers. And one thing that we, that I think more so in today's society than any other time, I think that's one of the biggest sins. It's not, I know drugs and, and alcohol are horrific, but I think one of the biggest sins that we have to deal with. In life right now that I see is is ungratefulness. I think that's the biggest sin. That they don't attribute anything that they have to God. It's all self-made. I worked hard for this. I trained hard for this. I, You know, all the Nike commercials. Work hard and you can have it. Well, I agree with that. I think you need to work hard in life to do whatever and to achieve anything. But it can be taken away just as fast. It was very hard to achieve it. But it can be taken away just like that. And I think that's our biggest sin in life. And sometimes as God has heaped things on us, and I'm so thankful that you got your new home and that and Diana looks beautiful tonight in her new shirt and God's blessing you. Do you see that God's blessing you? God's doing great things for them. And it's because they're receptive to any instruction. They're receptive to the word of God. They want to be here. And God's going to bless them. I see great things for you. I really do. And so, sometimes in the way that we've been blessed, the way that God has given to us, life gets a little easier. And until something uh, gets our attention, do we go, I really need to go to God in prayer for that. But we should just... And you know when anything's happened in your life and you've had to get a hold of God, has it been a little meek and mild prayer? So just as loudly, people say, well, that's a loud church. The reason we get loud is because we got loud to get God's attention when we needed him. I'm going to get just as loud to give him praise for listening to my cry over here. It's got to be equal. If it's not, it's out of balance. So, he you got, you got me through. So, I'm going to say, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for all that he's done for me. I'm telling you all, when I look back over, we've had a lot of things going on, but when you walk through our house and know, this used to be just a ladder going up to this crazy insulation place. And this used to be, it's been nuts, absolutely nuts. And how we got through it, because I know it's taken a toll on my husband's body. It really has. It's taken a toll. This last two years, I think have been the hardest that we've ever had physically and mentally. Um, and I think if you can live through construction and still be married, you're good to go. You are good to go. Just move. Don't, don't do anything. Just, build outside or whatever but I'm thankful and that's what God started showing me today look around and I just started walking through my house and saying instead of going because I you know women we have lists oh we have lists because it feels so good to mark something off mark something off but sometimes that list can get overwhelming especially when you have a husband that's hurting most of the time he can do things in this amount of time and then he's got to for days he's done. And then he works, and then days he's done. So it's teaching us patience because I like to get things done. Let's go. Let's be done. And God doesn't work that way. God's time, God, his time is nothing. He's like, you know what? I will get to that because I know it will be taken care of. Don't worry. Don't worry. And that's what I feel like he's saying to me all the time. Don't worry. It's all right. There's bigger fish to fry. So in john 17. luke 17 thank you um hang on hang on oh and it came to pass as he went to jerusalem jesus that he passed through the midst of samaria and galilee And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They were all in the same place. They were all in the same position. They all had the same thing going on. They had leprosy. Jesus was coming by and heard them, and he heard them afar off. See, a lot of times, sometimes people contribute this and act like they're talking about sin in here. And a lot of times, sin can take you away from God, can take you away from, from your church, from your family, anything like that. But sometimes things happen in your life that aren't sin, but they do separate you because you cocoon in. Has anybody ever felt that way? When we lived here in the basement, I, I felt like, what have we done wrong you know, we've, we've done all that we were supposed to, but obviously there's got to be something going on that we need to figure out. And there was. There there's always is something that you can learn. But a lot of times it's not sin that causes sickness. It's not sin that causes um, physical problems or death in your life. That's not anything to do with sin. But it separates you, and all of a sudden you feel like, I don't know how to talk to anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to go into myself. So these 10 lepers were away from their family. They couldn't go to church. They couldn't hug their wife. They couldn't hug their children. They were separated. And God, even though they were afar off, God still heard them. You can't be so far removed that God cannot hear you. He hears you in the midnight hour. He hears you when you whisper it. He hears you when you think it. Has anybody ever thought anything before? And God answered it. And you know that was God. You know without a shadow of a doubt that was God. And I just started going through all my blessings. And so many times God blesses us with something. And he gives it to us. And then there's a job for us to do. God blessed us with our house. But then there's a job that we have to do. But we constantly expect God. Okay, you've blessed us with this. Now what are you going to do next? There was a story about a little boy that the they were uh, this mother and this little boy were standing there and this man get this little boy an, an orange and the mom said now honey now what are you going to say to the man meaning tell him thank you and the little boy hand looked at it and handed it back to him and said peel it and sometimes that's what we do with God God gives us something now we're like um it's not done I'm still complaining I'm still, even though you gave me something to sustain, something that's good, something that's wonderful, we should start working in the church. We should start working for other people. We should start doing things because God's blessed us. We cannot be a dead sea. And this church is not. And I, I don't know why God laid that. Maybe it's just for me. Maybe I'm preaching to the choir, meaning me tonight. And God wanted me, because sometimes if you th- say things out your mouth and you hear it, Makes it so, you know, so maybe it's your, if it's not for you and you're very thankful and very grateful of all you have, then you're just going to have to endure me talking about it tonight because it's for me and I know it's for me because God hit me so hard here because I was getting so aggravated with, oh my gosh, is it on repeat with them saying and they're going to play it and it says grateful about a thousand times in the long version. I don't know what they're going to play, but... It's grateful, grateful, grateful. And I started getting a little attitude like, I just want to hear music. Hello. And I go walking in the other room when God hit me. That's what you're going to teach on. That's what needs to be heard. We've got to be grateful. We've got to be thankful. Yes, Donna. Hang on. If they are grateful for just a little bit, it's like you just want to think, what more can I do for this child? that is so grateful, because it's like your children. If they are grateful, I have a grand, several of them, (laughs) that you don't have to do anything for them. And they'll just text me and tell me how much they love me and this and that, and I hardly even get to see them. They're so grateful just because I'm their grandma. And I think, what can I do for them that's kind of special, that's out of the box, you know? because they're just grateful. Just because I'm the grandma. It's good to have thankful kids. And it's a wonderful thing. I, I'm i blessed. We're all blessed. I spent the weekend with my son this weekend. And it's, it was really cute to see all these young men that loved their mamas. Not all of them had their moms there because a lot of them were from California and Florida and all this. But the ones that had their mama, they Really treated him special, and Hudson and I just from Friday night to Sunday we had a a brunch on Sunday before I left, and it was just super sweet. And it's that same thing of just I'd have given him anything, 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 you know. But we we had a ball, so I'm very thankful. But in every thankfulness is not just something that just because God gives you this today, I'm thankful for this. It's got to be a continual on your lips. Every word is to our God. Every word of praise. Everything has to be directed to him all the time. In the big things, in the little things, in the sweet things, in the sad things. Because that's where we start growing. In the separation sometimes, that's where God starts really birthing forth a stronger spiritual walk with him. So in everything, we've got to be thankful. But... um, all these lepers, they were in a horrible position, and they were separated. They stood afar off. And um, the disease was bad enough. But truly, when you feel separated from your family or your friends or anything that you long for, anybody, you, it's a different thing. It's a different feeling. Um The law at that time, see, when Jesus was coming down the road, the reason they were hollering at him from afar off is because the law at that time said that you were supposed to walk on the opposite side of the road as a leper. If they were over here, you were supposed to walk over here, and you were supposed to shout, unclean, unclean, the whole time you were passing them. Not only did they already feel bad about themselves they felt bad about themselves that they were sorrowful they were lonely their bodies also also always hurt but then you've got somebody announcing it to the world your problem and that's what i feel like so many times right now with the multimedia and the facebook and the crazy stuff that everybody's just putting everything out there and nobody's business is their own business anymore It's everybody's business. If somebody's hurt, oh, my goodness, you know, they put it out there. And that's what I feel like that is, that people are just hollering unclean, unclean. And so many times when people say, oh, we need to pray for so-and-so, gossip. Sometimes there's a very fine line between we need to pray for somebody and, oh, did you hear you know, we, we don't need to know all the nitty-gritty. And if you know Nathan and I enough, you know that if we start hearing little he said, she said, ah, I, don't, I don't play, I never played that game growing up. I don't play it now. And if he said, she said starts, if we hear it, we go back to the source. We've done it several times of, you know, going back and saying this is what we've heard. And most of the time, it's not even what people heard right. It's what was said, but it was not said in that context. It was taken wrong. So most of the time, if something is going on, don't spit and spat amongst yourselves. Come and talk to us about it and say, hey, you know what? We're having a little problem with this or whatever. Because we really do like, we like to nip it in the bud because we don't want anybody hollering at our babies, even though I'm, I try not to act old, but a lot of times it just keeps getting... Harder and harder and harder. But you're still our babies, and that's what we feel like. We do. We feel like somebody's hurt you. It gets very aggravating, and we get a little territorial over our loved ones. And so just please come talk to us and say, this is what's going on. Because we don't want to announce to the world anything. It's not that we ever cover up anything or hide it under the carpet, but if we can pray for it and if we can help fix it and go on, that's what we do. We don't ever holler unclean (laughs) because we are all unclean. Anybody that was walking on that side of the road, those lepers should have said, you are too. You are too. You just don't have the outside afflictions because everybody on the inside has hurts and has heartaches and have trouble that they need to go through. All right, so um, and what Jesus did He didn't stay on that side He always makes a point to make contact with us He always makes sure that Sometimes we can get a little Out there and a little But he always makes a point Just like this morning To reel you back in Because what, what I was doing Was that a sin necessarily But I was being ungrateful I mean, I should be very, very grateful. And I'm, you know, you start looking around at, at hurts and heartaches and things like that, and you forget. And I just thank God. And I say it's just for me, but it can't be just for me, or Bill wouldn't have spoke on it. Cammy would not have spoke on it. It's for all of us that we need to be thankful. We need to have a, a heart of gratitude. If we read on... um. Where did I stop? I'm just going to turn right here because I've lost my place on there. I get to talking more than what I have written down. Luke 17. Okay. And it came to pass, as they went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Master, have mercy on us. First time, they lifted up their voices. Did they just say, um, just, you know, look at us. If <laughs> You can look at us. They lifted up their voices. They got God's attention. We have to get God's attention. And that's what they did. And they said, have mercy on us. Have mercy. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, God did not heal them. And Cammie spoke about this. He didn't say, be clean. In the Bible, Every time he healed someone, he did it a different way. So we, we, we wouldn't get in the habit of going, oh, I need this. Let me just pick this up. God's going to heal me. That may not work the same time. So it means that we've got to dig a little deeper to figure out this time what's going to touch him. What's going to touch him? What's going to move God this time? Um, so this time what he did, he didn't just heal him right then. Have you ever... Been healed, and you know you've been healed, but it's a process. And he said, Go and show yourself to the priest because the priest couldn't heal him, could he? He couldn't heal him, but he had the authority to say that they had been cleaned. They had to go to the priest so that they could go back into their homes, so that they could go back into the villages. He had that authority. So that's the reason God said, Be on your way. And as they were walking, and it doesn't say in the Bible that all of a sudden they just, as they're walking, you know, oh, you're clean, you don't have leprosy. Or as they were walking that they felt themselves, you know, felt the power go through them. It doesn't say if people started looking at them and didn't say anything because they were supposed to say unclean. It doesn't say at what point they realized that they were healed. But at some point in that journey to the priest, one of them looked and realized I'm through this journey. I'm on this journey. I may not be whole yet. It may not look like what I used to look like, but I know that something's happening with me. So while I'm on this journey, I'm going to go back to the man that started this whole process. And he ran back to Jesus. The other ones went on their way. What they had in their mind, even if they saw that they were clean, all of a sudden they had in their mind... I get to go home with my baby. I get to go home and kiss her. I get to go hug my children. And they had that on their mind. I get to go back to my own house. I get to lay in my own bed. So a lot of things go on in our mind that sometimes it's a process of, oh, I need to thank Jesus for this. So the story wasn't over for them lepers either. You know God's merciful. If they would have went home and in the middle of the night went, I sure wish I would have thanked that man. You know, God would have said, be whole. (laughs) That's our God. But the story is that the one came back immediately, and he was made whole. And you can equate that to sin or to his physical. Because so many times in our lives, if if it was just a healing, they were just healed. But the one came back and got his spiritual healing because we've seen people come in this church and we've had people call us, can you be put me on the prayer list? I know your church prays, but there's more to it than just the physical healing. There's more to it than just God give me my wants for today. The one man came back probably whole in body, but more than that, he was whole in his spirit. And that is what's more important. God said, I'm here. I want to show you my miracles. But the most important thing is that your spirit, that you connect with me and you know who I am. That song, I know who I am. I know who God is and I know who I am in him. So that man came back and he was saying, thank you because I know it was because of you. It was no other reason than because of you. And he cried out with a loud voice. Oh, And when he saw them, he said, go and show thyself. And it came to pass that as he went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice, see, it's a balance. Because at the beginning they cried with a loud voice to get his attention. And here he came back. And he just didn't run up to him and quietly go, do you see me? Thank you so much. I'm healed. He cried with a loud voice, probably from... The minute he could set eyes on him, he started screaming, Jesus, I'm healed. We've got to do it just the same as when we cry out and we go, God, my baby needs you. He's got a fever and I can't fix it. When that fever goes down, you need to be calling on the name of Jesus just the same and saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My boy, Eric, survived a horrible car accident. Were we all screaming and praising God because of it? Absolutely. I still do. When a truck starts coming at me, even if I'm in my same lane, that feeling of I can't even imagine what that was like to be hit by a truck. That man sits back there with a a baby boy. We call him a baby boy. He's 18 years old. A baby boy that was hit by a semi and survived. Who can say that? but one of our own <laughs> one of our own and i'm telling you what i'm saying thank you jesus for that thank you jesus hallelujah you're a good god hallelujah god also, always senses the need of what we have of what we need the praise of one can change can change things and he cried with a loud voice giving him thanks and he was a samaritan and jesus answered and said were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found, there are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. I don't want to just be made whole, and I don't want to just be comforted all the time, you know, and have my needs met. I truly want my soul to be saved. And I want to reach out and touch. And there's definitely one little boy right now that absolutely, it's horrible, horrible. It's, to say he's just confrontational, is that sounds petty, but it's all day long. It's so draining. And like I said, Friday we had, it looked like the SWAT team had come in. We had cops from every angle. I work in kindergarten and first grade. And these kids are seeing this too, and it is just horrific. Some of the, at a very young age, some of the demons that these kids have to deal with. And we need to come against it. We need to come against it strong. And we also need to be thankful, thankful, thankful that our kids are talked sweetly to, that our kids are loved, that our kids come here, and we all love them. And they've got a huge, big family that we can, can draw from. But I want to, in Romans, I want to read this real quick. Because we always, always want to be thankful. Um, and then we're going to play this song and open up the altar. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth In unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. Nobody's going to be without excuse. It's been made known. There's churches all over America and i know that there's just lots of crazy things going on we the morality has just it's been lost absolutely lost we had a one of the coaches has just resigned because of just immorality and you think these are people that are with our kids that are with our teenagers and just people have lost sense of right and wrong of Of what is, and they have no excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. And that's what's happening. So many people, the earth, the earth, you know, got to protect the earth, and we do, but we can't worship the earth more than we worship the person that made the earth. We can't just, what turns us over to a reprobate mind is when we have lost the ability to worship and give the person that give us all that we have, give him glory. And there's just a little thing I want to read to you and then we're going to play that song. I say we, Shirley and Jim. But it says, There was a father and a mother with a young man killed in the military. They went to a little church, and one day they came to the pastor, and they told him they wanted to give a monetary gift as a memory to their son. And the boy had died in battle, and the pastor said, that's a wonderful gesture, and he asked if they wanted to tell it to the congregation. And they said they did, and they stood up in church, and they said that, you know, they wanted to give this monetary gift, Offering to the church in honor of their son that died in battle and war. And on the way home, this other couple, they said that, you know, that was beautiful, sweet tribute to this boy. And the husband said, you know, I would really like to give something in honor of our son. And the mom looked at him and he said, well, honey, our boy's never been in war. He said, I know. And he said, our boy's still alive. And he said, what better time to give a monetary, honorary tribute than while they're still there. So we need to be thankful. We don't need to be shocked into the next world to be thankful for what we have. I want to start thanking God right now (coughs) because I want to have an attitude of gratitude. I want to thank him for everything I have. I want to thank him for every person that's here in this church tonight. You're beautiful. I'm telling you what, we've all been through hell and high water with a lot of different things, and we all know each other's goods, bads, indifference, the roads we've had to take, and how you've stood, how we've all stood, and how we've loved each other through it, and it's a blessing. It is an absolute blessing. So they're going to play that song. Did, do you have it? Grateful. And we're going to op- open up this off this altar, come down, give God some glory. Give him some thankfulness. Tell him how sweet he is, how much you love him. Thank him for your new house. You know, just everything, anything that you can think of, start just saying, I thank you. God, you're good to me. You are good to me. God is wonderful. God bless you all. Come down. The altar's open. We'll see you on Sunday. In Jesus' name.